Will, this episode of TOEFOP is brought to you by Movement Watches. Oh, damn straight it is. And you and I, but mostly Movement Watches. Join the movement. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Relax, this is Topop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello, Charlie. Hi, Will. I've come with some prepared stuff. Well, not really. I've just grabbed an article I found off Twitter. We've done this uh, kind of episode before, but I thought it was time to update the list. Okay. A bit more right. of a comprehensive list. It's Fantastic. the 25 best time travel movies ever. Oh, brilliant. Okay, great. Okay. So this is in no particular order. They just said 25. Throw a net over them. Okay, great. Love it. First one. Donnie Darko. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, it's got like a time looping kind of thing. Makes me sceptical about the other 24 on the list. We'll read what they say. Okay. So this article's from Film School Rejects uh, by, it doesn't say who the author is. Richard Kelly's thought-provoking cult classic is perhaps one of the most profound films ever made involving time travel. And despite how deeply interwoven it is with the film's plot, it's not something you can immediately glean early on in the film. Well, there's not a lot you can glean from that film, especially on the first view. I imagine that Donnie Darko is the sort of film that just needs to be on every list that this website yeah. does. Yeah, exactly. So if it was like best time, it was uh, best teen time travel, film. best uh, teen, yeah, yeah, best teen romantic best comedy. Best zombie rabbit film. Yeah, best space movie. Donnie Darko. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal plays the title character who encounters a large bunny rabbit named Frank. Frank informs Donnie the world is going to end in 28 days, a time frame during which an increasingly bizarre course of events begins to transpire. The film's core themes are directly connected to its use of time travel and are a necessary addition to this list. This sounds like someone completing an essay. The Oxford Dictionary <laughs> defines time, time travel. travel. <laughs> okay, next one is a favourite of yours. Do you want to guess? Probably one of your favourite films of all time. Uh, Groundhog Day. Yes, it is. Perhaps one of the most iconic time travel films. Bill Murray stars in Groundhog Day as a narcissistic weatherman sent to a small town to cover Groundhog Day for an assignment. And then that's one of those films, isn't it, where ordinarily it's like, oh, the name of the film, but because the whole premise is Groundhog Day, you don't like high-five the person sitting next to you in the cinema when Bill Murray goes, well, there certainly was a Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. It's Groundhog Day. Uh, he soon finds... Oh, well, there was that movie, though, that, uh, that re I think we spoke about this, but that... Kill Me, the, the murder movie, the trauma uh, murder movie that's based on Groundhog Day, where the girls... Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. And then at the end, they're like, hey, have you ever seen that movie, Groundhog Day? <laughs> he soon finds out he's stuck in a time loop, forced to relive the same day over and over again. This film sent, set the precedent for several other time travel films, including Happy Death Day, many of which <laughs> borrow the concept of a character living through the same day repeatedly. But none do it quite as well as the original. 
Apparently, the Groundhog Day musical is quite good. It was on Broadway or off Broadway for a while. I heard it was really good. Bill Murray went to the opening night. It's the uh, kind of thing that that's a very Bill Murray thing to do because you know why it's a Bill Murray thing to do because you wouldn't expect that Bill Murray would do that. He doesn't go to premieres and stuff. Well, this like is the that. great thing, right? Is that Bill Murray is so famous for doing things that Bill Murray wouldn't do that the most Bill Murray thing <laughs> to do is to do something that Bill Murray should actually do. Like, for example, in an ordinary world, if they made a musical about, you know, um, Bill and Ted's the musical. Yes. Yeah, Keanu Reeves would and Alex Winter. Well, Alex Winter would definitely be there. Alex Winter, <laughs> it would be an Alex Winter production. Yeah. He'd be behind it. Selling the merch afterwards. <laughs> okay, if they had John Wick the musical, yeah. by the way, great idea. That's Trey awesome. Tyson. Great, yeah. <laughs> My dog's dead. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in the head. My dog's dead. Headshot. Headshot. I'm going to do it quick. I'm John Wick. The end. John Wick the musical. Yeah. If there's a John Wick musical. Uh, so Keanu Reeves would be expected to go to opening night, you know, John Wick the musical. Okay, maybe he's a bad example. No, who's like, it's, it's more of The Rock. Tom Cruise. The Rock. Any yeah, okay. rock venture, The Rock would turn up. Jumanji. The musical. The musical. That's probably, it sounds like it's been done, but yeah. Yeah, okay. We can't copyright that one, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, Skyscraper the musical. Yes. <laughs> I've got one leg. I've got one leg. But I can jump from this building to this other building. Because that's not physically impossible for the rock bell and the character too. Uh, <laughs> Mate, uh, we didn't let rewrite that verse. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So he's going to refer to himself as the Rock, but also a character he's playing. Just get him to sing about himself in the third person. Um, well, I think Skyscraper the musical would be one of those things that they because they've made like King Kong the musical, and they like a Broadway musical that has like a spectacular sort of set piece. Phantom of the Opera style, right? I yeah. guess Phantom of the Opera yeah, is a your big original... set that comes out that that the audience applauds the set. Yeah, exactly. So when the skyscraper appears, everyone's like, "Ooh!" Well, can you imagine the scene in the musical in when they're in that room of mirrors? Yeah, where everything like you know, I mean, come on. That'd be spectacular on stage yeah. when we produce Skyscraper <laughs> the Musical. That's as good a reason as, as any to support Patreon. We've got, <laughs> we've got our like $20 level, but we've also got a $35 million Skyscraper level. So we, yeah, we, if you can subscribe to $20 a week, we can pay James Fosdyke. Yeah. And if you subscribe to $35 million, then we're going to make Skyscraper the Musical. And we have to get because The Rock's going to be too busy to play. Oh, you know what? I was going to say The Rock's going to be too busy to play himself, but he's The Rock. Of course he'd play himself. He'd but do also, it, he, he? he can sing and dance a little. Yeah, he can. So, perfect. Yeah. Like, you give The Rock the opportunity. This is what gets it across the line. Yeah. That you've got The Rock, you know, the boy from Oz style, Hugh Jackman style. Yeah. Like, people are going because it's Springsteen on Broadway. Yeah. You know, this is The Rock. Yeah, this is his all singing, all dancing, yeah, the greatest exactly. showman. Spectacular. Oh, my God. He would do it too, and exactly. he'd fucking kill it. Like, if The Rock did a Hugh Jackman-style World's Greatest Showman yep. singing-dancing tour, he would kill... It would be awesome, and he'd kill it. Can't stop The Rock. I mean, he's doing push-ups while he sings. Right. <laughs> like, doing one of his crazy workouts. Or just, pe just people watching him on his cheat days. Yeah. That's compelling. <laughs> it's just a scene where he's eating eight cookies. I love The Rock's fucking cheat days. He does this one... Have you seen it? The cookie one where he gets two... He'll get two giant chocolate chip peanut butter cookies 
and then smear like the thickest layer of peanut butter between them and squish them down. And he would have like eight or nine of them. So these like cookie sandwiches. And it's to me, it's genius. This is a show where we often talk about like our favorite things to eat. I was at the... Uh, well, Charlie, you know, we're going to be serving it as bar snacks yeah. at Skyscraper the Musical. Well, I can, I can say from my own experience, because on Friday when I flew down here, I was in the Virgin Lounge and they had some chocolate chip biscuits. So I grabbed <laughs> two chocolate chip biscuits and a packet of peanut butter and made myself a rock sandwich. <laughs> and it was fucking awesome. He's yeah. a genius. So we served them at the confectionery stand yeah. at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> halftime. Interval, mate. Interval. It's the, the theatre now. Okay, uh, next film is a director you're very fond of. Uh, a director, oh, Christopher Nolan, uh, Memento. No, no, time travel. Uh, Interstellar. Yes. Christopher Nolan. Is Memento a time travel film? Not really. No, it's a time. It's a, they play it kind of, with time. Well, it's told out of time. Yeah, but the characters, well, he's they, don't, almost, they don't experience time displacement. But also characters. he's almost the opposite of Groundhog Day, isn't he? Yes. In that he's living... In a, a real day. world, but he's himself kind of waking up, like you know, it's every, like almost like the opposite. A, every day's a new day. <laughs> every day's a new day to him. Yeah, but the world itself is moving forward. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar is one time travel film that brings the subgenre to space, and uh, well, excuse me, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Station. Yeah. They're from Mars. <laughs> yeah, no, I think based on. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I believe Christopher Nolan said his inspiration for Interstellar was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Well, you know, his company motto is uh, be excellent. <laughs> and party on, dudes. And also, then Jonathan Nolan comes in and goes, and party on, dudes. It's a thing they've been doing since they were kids. Christopher's always like, be excellent to each other. And Jonathan's like, and party on, dudes. Jonathan has always been the Alex Winter of their family. Uh, he does it in a gorgeously captivating way. Whoever wrote this article thinks themselves a bit of a wordsmith. Uh, taking place in a dystopian future, a group of astronauts travels through a wormhole in order to find a new home for humans who are struggling to maintain survival on Earth. The film is upheld by a great cast, Matthew McConaughey, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Chastain, Chastain, sorry, not a Chastain. If you do have a Chastain, go see a doctor. Well, just, it's Jessica's Chastain. Yeah, I mean, that is like a porn actress yeah. who's like based her look on Je- Je- Jessica Chastain and I'm Jessica Chastain. <laughs> anyway, you can imagine what my videos are like. Uh, and halfway rounds out that. Uh, and while it may have a near three-hour runtime... down. And while it may have a near three-hour runtime, its unique exploration of mankind is worth it. That's a weak closing line, don't you think? Because you're not telling us anything. You're just saying it's worth it. Well, Why? Tell What's, me, it's on the list of the 25 greatest time travel films. It's long, but it's worth it. You are going to have to experience some time travel of your own. You will travel <laughs> for three hours into your future, but it'll be worth it. Uh, this film is a time travel film, but some people get saying, oh, it doesn't really have a lot of time travel, but it is a classic of the genre. It's from, it launched the career of one of the greatest action icons of all time. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. James Cameron's Terminator is not only a culturally, is culturally significant in terms of time travel films or even film in general, it has made an impact in popular culture on the whole. Even those who have not seen The Terminator understand the reference upon hearing Schwarzenegger's famous line, the Hasta la vista, baby. Where's my teacup? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wembley, I've done it again. Schwarzenegger plays The Terminator, a cyborg sent back from 2029 to call the woman whose son becomes responsible for protecting the world against machines. There is no doubt that as time goes on, 
this will continue to hold a spot as one of the most prominent time travel movies. I'm pretty sure this person hasn't seen any of the films they're talking about. This uh, is a film that was shot on film and projected in theatres. It does feel like each of them has to justify why it's on the list. Yes. Like it does have that sense of, and that in conclusion, yeah. that's why I believe. It's the most insecure like compilation ever. It has to just remind you yeah. again that it deserves to be there. Yeah, 25 uh, movies that I'm justifying should be on this <laughs> list. Uh, a film that you... Are you excited about the new Terminator, the, you know, the new Terminator films coming e- out? And, yes. Uh, it's yeah. apparently a sequel to Judgment, Judgment Day. Day and they're bringing back Sarah Connor. It's like they're doing, what was that other film where they just said, forget, it, forget that other shit. Halloween. Yeah. Forget that shit. That's literally the tagline of the yeah, film. Halloween, forget that New shit. Terminator movie, forget yeah. that shit. Forget that other shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I keep getting my hopes up for these things and keep getting disappointed. Like, I just... I, is it not... I mean, what, how much more can they explore? I feel like with a TV series, five films, all these comic books and stuff, like, what are, we, what, what are, we gonna, what are they going to tell us we don't already know? I mean, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I just think the, the message of Terminator is one that... Well, if they... There is a cultural zeitgeist about the rise <clears throat> in, you know, of machines in our society that if they could tap into and make a genuinely kind of social commentary, you know, really make us consider, you know, our reliance on artificial intelligence and machines in a way that was also entertaining. You could make a movie that was... Okay. That iconic. sentence I 100% agree with. But do you think that will happen? Do no, you of not, course not. No, no, no there's no, going to be explosions, and Arnie's going to do some cheesy line to yeah. the camera. They'll have him do something goofy, and you'll go, "Geez, it really doesn't capture the spirit of the yeah. originals." But if, if there is anyone listening to this podcast for advice on how they should make movies, what they've written down in big letters is "Skyscraper the Musical." <laughs> <laughs> Believe we can get the rock involved. Uh, this next film you dislike intensely. The uh, message of it disturbs you. The message of the film disturbs me. Yeah, you don't like it. It's, it's um, billed as a romantic film. Oh, uh, the Richard Curtis one. Yes. Where they time travel that I can't even remember the name of because I think it's It has just time like, in the title. Oh, not enough time in my life to watch remember the title of this movie. <laughs> About time. About time. What a horrible movie that is. Let's hear how this, the most insecure of all film critics, <laughs> justifies this inclusion. There should be at least one mm-hmm. movie on this list about uh, well, time traveling date rape. Yeah, tricking a woman yeah. into loving you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. About Time is definitely on this list. It's, well, yeah, that's, you've wasted your fucking 30 words. Like, that's just They're getting padding. paid by the words. That's padding. That's why. About Time is definitely on this list. About Time is a film that is on this film, a list of films I'm talking about. It's About Time that About Time was on this list yeah, of films. That, this is a high school kid who has a word count. Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to finish up his book report. And The Great Gatsby has three words in the title, The Great Gatsby. Uh, this, the question that has to be asked was, was The Great Gatsby great or not so great? <laughs> For Gatsby. For Gatsby. <laughs> oh, yes. About Time is definitely on this list. A romantic comedy that soothes the soul. It does not. <laughs> about it's not. It's horrible. It's a gaslighting movie. About Time. It's a giant gaslighting trickery it's a psychological abuse. Psychological abuse movie. About Time uses the concept of time travel <laughs> to ponder the beauty and fragility of life. No, he uses it to trick a woman into loving him who didn't want to love him. A young man 
learns about uh, learns that the men in his family have the ability to time travel and uses his newfound gift as a means of improving his future. Yeah. By tricking a woman into loving him. Along the way, he meets a young woman who he falls in love with and his time travel gifts come into play for both the better and the worse. Well, yeah, but mostly for the better for him and the worse for her. And while it may have its cheesy moments, what makes About Time so great what? is how it uses the element of time travel. Oh, shut up. Are you serious? <laughs> now, the sentence continues, but it is funny. The element of time travel to create a simple and honest portrayal of the human experience. Oh, my God. When I said, speaking about the rise of the machines, Charlie... When I said, are you serious? Siri thought I was talking to her. Oh, really? And then I answered the question, are you serious? And, the, and her answer was, yes, I'm not allowed to be frivolous. Shut it all down. Shut it all Shut down. It all down. <laughs> Blow up the electric grid. How can you not make a decent Terminator film when this shit is happening? Uh, this person, I think, not only has not seen any of these films on the list, but is actually unfamiliar with what time travel the concept is. Yeah. And that's why this is also a time travel movie. All right. This film is possibly... No, I'm going to say categorically the most famous time travel film of all time. Back to the Future. Another... Man, this film sucks. I don't even know why I put it on the list. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one they get wrong. Another iconic take on time travel comes from Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox starts with Marty McFly. We don't know the plot of this. Um, (laughs) That's when you know you're really padding for your essay when you're explaining to people the plot (laughs) of Back to the Future. (laughs) As a, as bizarre and hilarious as the premise sounds. I had a guy in the front row of my show the other night, by the way. His name was Marty. Uh, and uh, much Back to the Future hilarity uh, went from that moment. And I did not feel the need at any stage to explain to the audience who, <laughs> which Marty I was referring to for them to understand the joke. So this person is filling in information that is not needed. As bizarre and hilarious as the premise sounds, the film is wonderfully fun and enrapturing. And its widely lovable nature makes it easy to partake in multiple viewings of the film. Yeah, I mean, terrible writing, but I agree. <laughs> did you put of the film? Or did they put of the film? Of the film. Of the film is completely unnecessary. And it's multiple widely... viewings would have been full stop. Multiple yeah. viewings, full stop. <laughs> That's true. Of the film. Yes, of course. Back to the future. In my list of the films. Movie, the movie about time travel, Back to the Future. Uh, this next film is a controversial choice, but because time travel is only evident by the film's end credits. That should be enough of a clue. Oh, hang on. By the film, You only realise it's a time travel film by the end credits. Or by the, sorry, by the final shot of the film. By I the final say. shot of the film, you, realize you only realise that it's a time travel film. Otherwise, you'd think it was just a science fiction film. Oh, I don't... Shot I, in the 60s? It's not... Uh, tell me. No, what is it? Planet of the Apes. I guess that I don't think of Planet of the Apes as being a time travel film. It's a controversial choice, but it is. No, I mean, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely, it is. And, but I still even don't really, in my head, it doesn't, like, I don't put it in the category of time travel films, even though, technically, this person's got me. (laughs) Well, let's see, let's see what they have to say. Franklin J. Schaffner's Planet of the Apes was perhaps one of the earliest films to play with time travel and managed to do it in a fairly unique way, even for its time. The film follows an astronaut crew who lands on a desolate planet situated 2,000 years into the future. Yes. The crew soon discovers that apes have taken... I mean, I was just the reason I was thinking about that is it could be argued now 
that now that multi-dimensions and multiverses are so popular in fiction, it could be argued that it's an alternate dimension, that maybe it's not the future. Yeah. Like a dimension in which it's apes another, achieve... It's, yeah, it's Earth X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crew soon discovers that apes have taken over the dominant species of the planet, leaving humans to be the, the more primitive race. Time travel is utilised to portray quite the interesting role reversal. <laughs> mm. oh, Ray, oh. do tell more. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was the one powerful enough to launch a five-film series along with a reboot series decades, decades later. This film... I've seen every Planet of the Apes film. I've enjoyed every Planet of the Apes film. I would be happy for them to continue to make Planet of the Apes films. Yeah, I actually would argue that the new ones are better than the original. Oh, they are. They're, well, most of the original ones, the sequels are, are all kind of very cheesy, but they're yeah. all very enjoyable. But the new ones are great. Awesome. Yeah. This new next film, you would never guess in a million years... So I'll help. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> it's a Marvel film. Oh, it's a Marvel film. Uh, Ant Ant Man versus the Wasp has made the list of the. No. They go into another dimension. It is a B list character. A, a B list Marvel, like a Phase Two character, time travel title character. Time travel film, and it's a Marvel character. Have you seen all the Marvel films? I've seen all the Marvel films. This one. Uh, uh, is this in the current Marvel MCU? Yes. It would have come out three years ago. Okay, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Did not like it. No. Probably my least favourite of all the Marvel films. And okay. I like Benedict. Well, so having much. said that, that it's one of the more mediocre films. Yeah. Would not make my our, list of the top 25 Marvel films. Our intrepid journalist opens with, a list of time travel movies wouldn't be complete without mentioning everyone's favourite time-manipulating sorcerer in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, that sentence sort of makes sense, but... I don't know. General I'm not public, even sure he's my favourite time-manipulating <laughs> sorcerer. Yeah, I like his funny mate. <laughs> he's good. Um, I like Doctor Strange more in the... Most recent in the in Avengers, Avengers film. film, and he's obviously going to have a cool role to play in the in the second one. You'd think so, but I did not like that Doctor Strange solo film at all. No, no, it just sort of it just felt a bit pedestrian. It felt like they were hitting all the same beats as every other film about the arrogant guy who has some injury, goes to an exotic place to learn some skills, and then yeah. has a big battle with. Also, I'm I can't like, remember how it ends. What does he do? I've, he watched, jumps- I've watched Sherlock and I've watched Inception, so. I can just imagine Doctor Strange. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch plays Dr. Stephen Strange, a cocky neurosurgeon who loses, destroys his hands in a tragic accident. Someone's not, mm-hmm. there's no proofreading on this. Mm-hmm. He loses, destroys his hands. <laughs> he literally wrote that he loses his hands and then was like, oh, no, 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 they didn't come off. He destroys, but forgot to delete losers. <laughs> I wouldn't, look, you know what? I shouldn't make fun. This person probably does not speak English as a first language. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Desperate to find a way to heal them, Strange visits Kamartaj, well, let's just say Tilda Swinton, where he discovers his last shot at recovery is to train under revered, under the revered, oh no, he learns to train under the revered sorcerer known as the Ancient One, who's Tilda Swinton. Doctor Strange may not necessarily be considered a movie about time travel, but it certainly plays a significant role, especially in the film's final showdown between the hero and the villain. What time travel happens? Can you, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember either. He loops through time, doesn't he, to trick a demon or some uh, shit? Probably. Yeah, anyway. Moving on. Uh, we believe, believe. This is one of my favourite comedies of all time. and I w- Hot tub time. Yes. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it is. It's a brilliant film. There is not one second of that film that I don't love. It is so funny. Anyway, 
It feels like me and this writer are going to get along famously. <laughs> it's not quite cinematic gold. What, you what? son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking... Can't believe that. <laughs> Come on, the first film they've had a crack at. It's not quite cinematic gold. But it seems impossible not to note when talking about time travel movies. The film stars John Cusack as Adam is taken back to 86 with his two friends and his nephew thanks to Time Machine at a ski resort. Hmm. Once there, they must make it through the entire night without changing anything to make sure their nephew is stillborn. <laughs> not stillborn. He wrote stillborn. One word. So the plot of the movie is to... to prevent to, a late stage stillbirth. No, to cause it, doesn't it? Say, to, you say, say the sentence again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> the sentence is, they must make it through the entire night without changing anything to make sure that the nephew is stillborn. So still, <laughs> that's a dark movie. Guys, guys, we've got to... We've got to make sure that we don't change anything. (laughs) When I favorited this article today, little did I know we're going to get such gold. That's honestly one of those things where you're like, one of those examples from the internet where they're like, why proofreading is important. (laughs) And then they have like the difference between two sentences. Never has there been one so stark that they have to make sure that the nephew is still born (laughs) versus they have to make sure the nephew is still born. It's an important gap. That's all I'm saying. Very Like you don't want to come back having misunderstood the instruction. Oh, we did everything right. It's going to, Oh, yeah. Oh, we want our guy to re- uh, to review a new film, Therapist. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, go yeah. see the Rapist. Boy, uh, oh okay. boy. Well, it may not be anything more than light—a light, charming film. It embraces its silliness, and really, how seriously should a film about a time machine take itself? <laughs> Gee, I would never thought that from a film that calls itself Hot Tub Time Machine. All right, you're being pretty defensive about Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> All right, um, one of the Star Trek films. Uh, one of the new ones? No, old ones. One of the old ones. I haven't seen the, the old I don't ones. Know. Star Trek the, 4, yeah, okay. The Voyage Home. Sure. This isn't the only Star Trek movie on this list. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I mean, 25 spots. I guess you have to film. Uh, but time travel plays a big role for Voyage Home. In order to save Earth from a mysterious alien presence, Admiral Kirk and his crew head back to the late 20th century only to find it is not quite what they expected. So it's the 80s. It's all like, hey, ghetto blasters and pizza pie and uh, breakdancing. And- you know what I find inconsistent about this list? <laughs> is that... The grammar and syntax? Well, I want... if there's, if, I would be fine if each of the descriptions were about how time travel is used in the movie. And sometimes it feels like that's what they're going for mm. but then otherwise sometimes they just feel like they're describing this is the, the plot, plot of the, of the film yeah like I want to know or justifying why it's there why is it about time this travel? charming film has time travel in it and no. therefore it's, it's on, on the list, list. <laughs> on the list <laughs> of time travel movies on the list <laughs> uh, okay uh, they go back to New York in 1980 okay Another time travel film that refrains from taking itself too seriously and partakes in several light-hearted jokes. The Voyage Home is a great time travel movie and perhaps one of the best of the Star Trek franchise. Is that true? I don't know. 
Isn't there a rule about Star Trek films? It's like every odd ones are good and even ones are bad, or is it the sure. way around? Okay. Uh, next one is an indie film. You probably, I, I mean, you may have seen it. It's not like very famous or anything. Oh, so not like Looper or whatever. No, 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 no. Like... It's real indie. It's kind of like a, a meet cute kind of indie film about stars Aubrey me. Plaza, Mark Duplass, or the other Duplass brother. Safety not guaranteed. Have you seen that? No, but it's a, it's the one about the, the guy who advertises the ad in the, yeah, the yeah. paper that says yeah. I want someone to time travel. Colin Trevorrow, safety not guaranteed, brings together time travel with romantic comedy once again. Aubrey Plaza, Jake Johnson, and uh, Karen Sony play three magazine writers who embark on assignment to in, to interview a man, Mark Duplass, who is placed an advertiser seeking companionship for time travel. The film has a natural feel to it, and the exploration of the characters' relationships with themselves and each other make it a worthwhile watch. Once again. No mention of how time travel is used in the film. None. Just describing how the characters relate to each other. I think I tried to watch it one night and didn't get through it. I didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't think it was very good. Um, a Harry Potter film. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the clue. Harry Potter and the Time Traveling Wizard. <laughs> no, the pri- Prisoner of Azkaban. Not only is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban the best movie in the Harry Potter franchise, <laughs> let's all just admit it. All right, settle down. Oh, there. boy. But it's also one of the best time travel movies. During his third year at Hogwarts, Harry, Daniel Radcliffe, finds himself entangled with a known convict, Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman. The film's final act brings together a magical object called a time-turner that plays a key role in the outcome of events. With Alfonso Cuaron's sleek direction and the enthralling story and the beloved characters, this is easily one of the most unforgettable time travel movies of all time. Once again, how the fuck does it play into the plot? Well, he's... Okay. Have you? How many of the Harry Potter films have you seen? Oh, two, maybe. Have you ever read Harry Potter books? I read the first one, yeah. Okay. So I've never read the books. Mm. I've seen, I reckon I've seen about two of the movies, but over spread out over four movies. I think I've probably seen one whole Half one through one. and then just yeah. little bits of other ones, but I haven't seen. Uh, but I'm going to interview Guyton Grantly on um, Willosophy and uh, they ask, because he's playing Ron Weasley in the, you know, the the play, the two-part mm. play. And they asked if I would go and see the play first. And so I'm going to go and see it because apparently it doesn't really matter if... You've you read the books you, or not. you read the books or not. Like it's a kind of... And you get it. To, Like it's enough in popular culture that you can pick up the... Well, know. that was the other bit because I was like, oh, should I read the books or whatever? And I'm like, what? what's that going to fill in? Yeah. Like, I, you've, I seen, know, you've seen enough to know what a Hogwarts yeah, is. And Quidditch. Dumbled, yeah, Dumbledore. And like Dumbledore and, Dumbledore and like... That there's houses and, and he was the chosen one and like you know and what then, a like, hero he's got story a scar, is. He lived under the stairs. Yeah, like, you don't need to know that Snape is in love with his mother or some shit like that. And Hagrid, Dumbledore. Hagrid in it. Apparently, everyone's gay. Everyone's gay now. <laughs> yeah, they're all gay. Which one's gay? That's what I'll keep yelling out. Yeah. <laughs> is that that gay one? <laughs> is he the gay one? Well, time to take a little break from the show to talk about our excellent sponsor, Movement Watches. Technically, we're not taking a break from the show, Charlie, because we've pre-recorded this advertisement before we actually did the show. Why are you so like keen on giving a people a peek behind the curtain? This is what the people want. I mean, let's be honest. We <laughs> this can't, is what the people want. We can't even afford a curtain down here at Tofop HQ. In fact, the only reason that we even have half a sheet that we can pretend is a curtain is because of the good people at Movement Watches. Yes, they are founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They've sold almost two million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices what do you think i'm wearing on my wrist right here will uh we are in the same room and you're looking at it is it the black rose uh, movement watch that's right baby <laughs> 
Now, I've talked a lot about how this improves my look, my standing, my social status. What do you think? Do I look more sophisticated? I'm going to sit here very naturally posed with my movement watch across my chest. Well, you know what? The only thing I don't like about your uh, movement watch, Charlie, is it means that I can't take my eyes off it and I'm distracted from (laughs) your beautiful face. Normally, I get to stare at your beautiful face, but now I'm staring at the beautiful face of a movement watch. Movement watches have dropped a bunch of new styles you can pick from the Arc Automatic or the Blacktop Inspired Collection. Talk about how... Oh, no, sorry. This is what they're telling me to say. Okay. Movement watches. <laughs> no, you, you tell the people. Let's peek behind oh, you that peek sheet behind we're the pretending curtain? is All a right. curtain. Okay. So they say, hey, talk about movement watches, sunglasses and other accessories, how they're the perfect gift for families, friends and significant others. Hey, Will, you know what's a perfect gift for family, friends and significant others? You know what, Charlie? I've noticed recently I've got a lot of uh, new significant others in my life. And really? I've been... Well, you know what the thing about significant others is? Well, it's hard oh. to say. A, it's hard to say, and B, it's hard to maintain a wide variety of significant others because all they want is gifts. How can I not break the bank and give all these significant others in my life a gift? Well, uh, we'll get to that bit, but oh. first, let's talk about the oh, let's talk let's about talk about the compliments. Oh, okay. You know what? I've given some of my significant others these um, movement watches. And they now have uh, other significant others in their lives just from the compliments that they're getting in the street. Oh, right. So it's like a pyramid scheme of compliments. Let's not use the word pyramid scheme (laughs) in this advertisement. Women watches are all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow up your wrist with text messages. (sighs) Give me an example of a message you might receive late at night, Will, from someone. You up? Yeah, baby. I'm suing you. I'm suing you? I'm Lawyer X. I mean, you never know. They're not overly intrusive on life with notifications, text messages, emails, and they tell the time like true classic timepieces should. And you know what? They look good doing it. This is actually good for me, Charlie, because you know that I've been trying to like cut down on my screen time. Yep. And the best way to cut down on the... You use your phone all the time, check the time, and then suddenly you're lured in by the time and you thought, well, while I'm checking the time, I might mm. as well check Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And I'm trying not to do that. So what I need is just something on my wrist yeah. that isn't going to blow up my wrist. And didn't like back in the day, like if you're a survivalist or a, a sailor, can't you like navigate by using a, like an old school watch? Oh Yeah, I can. I, yeah, I've given away you Google can. Maps. I've given away Google Maps. <laughs> navigate, and navigate by the stars. Exclusively by the stars and my movement watch. Yeah. Have you got Google Maps? No, but no. I've got a movement watch and that's all on it. Me and Albie Mangles. I've got a movement watch and a clear view of the sky. They wanted real quality products for everyone. There were two college dropouts, but we don't hold that against them. We don't. In fact, we, it's a positive. And they've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide in over 160 countries. Okay, now this is the recommended copy. We okay. can't mess this up. All right, go. <clears throat> movement watches start at just $95. You're looking Bargain. at 400 bucks for the same quality from a traditional brand. Ridiculous. Okay, now here's an idea from them. They want us to talk about all the things you can buy with that saved money. So you've just saved yourself $305. Yeah. What's the first thing you go out and buy? I'm going to buy myself 60 bags of chips. Sixty bags of delicious cheese and onion chips. I'm going to buy myself some movement accessories. Maybe like uh, I'll buy some sunglasses or one of their wristbands or, or pendants. Yeah, okay. Well, just don't <laughs> speculate. <laughs> All right. Here's the important bit. The call to action. Mm. To get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns, go to movement.com slash Tofop. That's movement.com slash Tofop. Although the copy we got sent, they actually gave us movement.com weekly planet. Oh, 
It does feel like you've got somebody else's email, doesn't it? Really it really does. Oh, boo. Look, the Weekly Planet are doing fine. They've got yeah. heaps of listeners. Exactly. Help us out. In fact, even if you're hearing this ad on the Weekly Planet, uh, and their ad, put in the code TOFOP anyway. Yeah, that'd be great. Movement is launching new styles on their sites all the time. Check out the latest range at movement.com and go to movement.com slash TOFOP to get 15% off today. And we'll join the movement. Now that. All right, next film. Um, great time travel film. Um, um, uh, Terry Gilliam directed. Oh, uh, Terry Gilliam directed. Uh, oh. We mentioned the star of this earlier off mic. Yeah. I mentioned his name. I said, Jared Healy is turning into. I said, remember, I said Jared Healy. No, <laughs> Sorry, I, this is a little aside for the type yeah, of audience. No, I absolutely. Uh, I said he's turning remember. into a Hollywood celebrity. He was just old and angry about everything <laughs> and I can't I literally can't remember who you, Bruce, oh Bruce Willis yeah. oh, the, the ninth sense the fifth element the sixth sense it's the, got a number in it the eleventh the fifth element there's, no. a, there's a number in it uh, subscribing some uh, primates uh, twelve monkeys there you go I knew it was something <laughs> it's right though the fifth sense the sixth the sixth fifth element sixth sense and the twelve monkeys the twelve monkeys uh, 12 Monkeys brings together another interesting narrative to the world of time travel films. <laughs> a convict from the year 2035 goes back in time to discover the cause of a deadly virus only to be sent to the wrong year. He winds up in a mental hospital, but soon winds up discovering the army of 12 Monkeys thought to be responsible for the virus. The fantastic cast and creative storytelling solidify its success as a time, time travel, travel film. movie <laughs> film. <laughs> Uh, this film everyone seems to love. I thought it was okay. Um, um, Looper. Uh, no, it stars uh, oh, it's Tom Cruise. Uh, Minority Report. No, no time travel in that, buddy. Is it really? No, oh, it's no seeing into the future. They're not really actually time traveling. They're seeing into the future. Mm. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. No, that's a why doesn't that? That's count? a psychic movie. That's a different genre. It's sci-fi. But they're kind of time-travelling, the precogs, right? The precogs are seeing I guess it future. is time-travel because so you're anticipating future crimes. Right, exactly. And then they're acting on information. So what would that be? That's a sub-genre. That's like a... But that's still kind of time-travel. All right. The precogs are travelling into the possible future, right? Yes. And putting on little wooden balls for some reason. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Did yeah, you like this, that part of the film? Bits, yeah. I mean, I rewatched it recently. You didn't like it? I think it's fine. It holds up, I reckon. Yeah. That scene with the uh, spiders that replace his eyeballs is good. Yeah. It's fine. It's a fine film. Yeah. You're all right, Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> You're not fine. one of the greatest auteurs of our generation. I always do find his movies a bit fine, though. Do you? Like, I find most of them fine, but I, d I don't know if I'm a... But I mean, you're talking... to the idea that... Steven but you're not Spielberg talking is... like Jaws, but Jaws and Indiana Jones and... You think they're fine? No, Jaws is... Ratings? Indiana Jones is... Good. A masterpiece. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Get out. I, I mean, I like those films, but... You don't um, like that or Hot Tub Time Machine? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I like... Again, like I said, they're mostly fine. Some of them are very good. Most of them are you, fine. Mate. Throwing shade on Spielberg. Well, I've got to say, it's just not... Not uh, your thing. Not my thing. I think he's made more bad movies than he's made good movies. Uh, okay, so what's this film? It's kind of... It merges... Oh, sorry, I forgot even what we were talking about. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. This merges... oh, it wasn't Minority Report. I thought it was a Minority no, Report. It wasn't. No, no, no. This merges your favourite time travel film uh, with sci-fi. 
Okay. So oh, the, oh, yeah. So eat, eat, repeat, slay. They changed the name of it. Yeah. Uh, the one where it's... It's the most generic action movie name. And it had a... Yeah, and they changed it because they thought that was part yeah, of the... Eight Die Repeat. Eight Die Repeat or, or whatever they... That's called Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise right. and Emily Blunt. Which I actually didn't mind this film. Uh, they star in this flick about an officer who's demoted and forced to fight in combat without a day of training. He quickly gets killed but takes down an alien with him at the same time. However... Coming into contact with the alien has thrown him into a time loop and he's forced to experience the same day of fighting and dying on repeat. Taking a cue from Groundhog Day, this movie mixes time travel with other familiar elements of science fiction and ultimately makes for a clever final product. Uh, next film stars the actor we just talked about. Tom Cruise. No, it's before him. <laughs> the actor you couldn't Bruce remember. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis, time travel film, Looper. Yeah. I was eventually just going to answer Looper every time. <laughs> Ryan Johnson creates a unique world of science fiction that serves as a backdrop for complex characters. I mean, what a fucking generic statement that yeah. is. What the... <laughs> time travel has been created, but it's only available on the black market. The mob's sending those they want to get rid of 30 years into the past. So I always thought it was a really good hook. Like, I like Looper. Yeah. I just felt like that maybe more could have been done with that idea that the present is the like dumping ground for the future. Yep. Anyway. Uh, when they arrive, a hitman named Joe is waiting for a clean-up a mess, uh, and uh, Looper manages to... So, okay, so he doesn't give any more information. <laughs> like, he literally leaves out the important bit, which is he meets himself. Yeah. He just moves on. <laughs> Looper manages uh, to be fairly unpredictable for its short subject matter and is thoroughly entertaining and thought-provoking. Mm. Well, it, seems that, it seems to me that, that this author has missed the point that he meets himself. I reckon they're out of the room getting like yeah, totally. in the bathroom or something. A bad little time like, trouble. Why is Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. and Bruce Willis always like always. in the same scene? Like why are they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they're related. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a time travel film, but it uh, this is probably fits more into your minority report. It's more about the concept of time existing you know, uh, at once, time and space. All right, the, at time, once. The, time, the time isn't linear, uh, yeah. that it all exists at once and we yes. experience it. It's in more a, a film fashion. about language than it is about time film travel. about language than it is about Science time fiction travel. came out a, about three years ago. I mean, that's a good... It's probably one of the best science fiction films of the last, like, ten years. And not, and I'm just, not just saying it because this person has it on the list. Church, are you going to... Will's cat <laughs> oh is on the highest part of the room, wow. which is a window ledge. Is she going to be all right? How did she even get up there? She leapt like a cat. You're so, so cat like. Well, she'll be all right. She'll get work it out. No, it was more. I was just hoping the window wasn't. Oh, right. So she jumps up. out the window. She's like, I've had enough of these fucking. And also, I thought I should get a photo for her mum. Yeah. She's had it, to, had it with this list. As soon as she heard them bagging the hot tub time machine, she's like, nah. That's a good shot. Backwit. Will's taking a photo of the cat right now. It's very arty. You should post that on Instagram. And now he's reaching for Church, who is arching her back in such a way that he can't get any purchase. No, she's... Ah, oh, and he's got her. Well done, Church. Very impressive. And Ramona has to go over and say what's going on. Okay. You may not have seen this film, but it um, it stars a popular redhead. A popular redhead, you say? Yes. Um, popular redheads include Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the Ronald McDonald movie. The time travel movie. 
Grimace actually although, is the Although some time people travel. may be surprised this is on the list. Josh, one of my, <laughs> Josh Homme yeah. from Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Tom Gleeson, obviously. Um, yeah. Is there any of those ones no, I've mentioned so redhead. far? No, female redhead. Oh, a female redhead, Julia Roberts. Nope. Um, a female redhead is uh, Kathy Griffin. No. A female, Nicole Kidman. No. Uh, a female younger. redhead. Younger. Is often mistaken for Isla Fisher. Um, is it Isla Fisher? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, she's uh, got red hair. She's often mistaken for... Her initials for... are AA. Amy Adams. Yes. And the film is... Oh, I got distracted. By trying to guess <laughs> you keep forgetting we're playing a time travel film. <laughs> and we're done. Uh, well, because I was thinking, I didn't think that Isla Fisher and Amy Adams got I don't think that, with each other. That's but is that what people that, that, think? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, okay. they do, when they're doing their talk show banter, it's always like, yeah, right. I was sent a script for Isla Fisher or some shit. Okay, I like Amy Adams. So do I. Uh, so, uh, Amy Adams' uh, time travel film. Uh, About language, really. It's a cerebral, it's a highbrow science fiction film. No, I, nominated for Oscars. What was it? Starred a uh, an Avenger as well, supporting actor with an uh, Avenger. Chris Pine. No. Chris Pratt. No. Uh, the Avenger that everyone forgets Mark about. Ruffalo. No. Uh, Hawkeye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the arrival, Will. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah. Because so everything I've been saying must be very confusing. That yeah. It's a highbrow science fiction film. It's more about language. Yeah. No, I never time, saw though. I never saw it. Okay, well, uh, let's see what this idiot thinks about. <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve's Arrival, you'd love it, actually. I think you should watch it tonight. It is an entry that might not seem like a time travel move at first impression, but oh, maybe this is going to spoil it for you, actually. I think you should see it. I'm this is, skip it'd this be one. ironic if this was the one description that actually spoiled <laughs> the movie in any way. Um, all right. Well, do, uh, the, I, won't, I won't read it because I think, you will, I think you'll really enjoy okay, it. Okay, well, I'll watch it. Yeah, okay. And this one you'll never guess because I've never heard of it. It's an anime film, so we'd never know what it is. It's from 2006. It's called The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Oh, you've never heard of The Girl Who Leapt Through Time? No. It's about this girl. Yeah, what does she do? Leaps through time. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm no kidding. That, does, that sounds like it deserves to be in a list of 25 greatest science... F- it oh, didn't make my list. Time travel films yeah. of all time. Never underestimate the power of a good anime film. Oh, last time I did that, mate, I regretted <laughs> it. <laughs> it was like, Ob- the Ninja Scrolls Ob- is not that good. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, I would say of my top 10 life regrets, five of them are anime-based. Yeah. No, you've seen that tentacle porn thing too then? <laughs> In fact, I'm not even sure what anime is, to be honest. Neither do I. Uh, anime is one of those things anime. that I'm aware of. Oh. But if somebody oh, you know what? put two cartoons or whatever and went, is this anime or is that anime? I wouldn't know. We'll get some angry anime. letters because I think I've just confused manga and anime and apparently they're different things. Well, here's what I know, that they're different. Here's what I also know that I could not tell you which one's which. Here's what I know. I don't care about the difference. So Neither. if you're thinking of it, writing in to tell me in specific detail the difference between manga and anime, just yeah. save your bloody ink or your fingertips <laughs> or your fax ink if we get back to... Everyone reads facts. A schoolgirl named Makoto... Ramana. A schoolgirl named Makoto discovers a device that gives her the ability to physically leap through time. <laughs> At first, she uses her newfound ability to do things like arriving on time and acing tests. <laughs> arriving on time. Ramona's not into this topic. What's going Ramana. on? Ramona. You don't you like saying? anime? You, do you know the difference between anime and manga? One is more of an adult concept and means irresponsible. Right. Okay, that's manga. 
so she uses her time travel ability to arrive at places on time. <laughs> it's a bit conservative, don't you think? Like, I understand you don't want to, like, go all out with your new power, but I'm going to make sure I'm punctual. <laughs> Doesn't well, seem the most exciting use of your I new I mean, power. it does take some pressure out of your day, though. Yeah. You can just live your normal life. Like, imagine if you could just live your normal life at your pace, knowing that you would never be late because no matter how much time you took, like for example, today, mm. we've got to squeeze in this podcast. So I'm feeling, I'm checking my phone every now and again, just making sure what time it is because I've got to go to my show and and get ready. But if I knew that I had the could ability jump to time, time travel. Could take your time. You could actually talk past your show and then jump back to five minutes before you meant to go on stage. Yeah, exactly. It's All fine. Right. Just it's like having a couple of extra hours in your day. Yeah. That's a manageable level of time travel. So like you don't have to worry too much about fucking shit up or pashing your mum or okay. like any of those sort of time travel related things. You're just you're microdosing. Yeah. You're microdosing time travel. Yeah. Never go back too far, never go for like Yeah, no you know I mean? low risk time travel. It is. Yeah. It's total that's our movie. Low risk low time risk travel. Time the travel. most boring time travel like, film. Because uh, you do it just to take the edges off. Tra- I got stuck in traffic, so I time travel back five minutes. You never fuck with no almanacs. No. You don't lay any bets. No. You just clean up your life. Just extra couple of hours in one day. Low risk time travel. It's honestly Copyright the I'm, best kind I'm of time ri- travel. I'm writing that tonight. <laughs> I mean... That's a brilliant idea. Right. A time traveler who never abuses his power. He's so disciplined. Just does it makes his day better, gives himself more time, so he can be a, a better father, a better employee, or just take the moment to if somebody needs some help on the street yep. or whatever. Like so often, we want to help or we want to do things, but we don't. The, the most selfless the superhero right? ever. But the trick is to never over like. Th- there should be a window. But there ha- should be like a rule or a law, like as in like. But how does that work? So if you're on your way to work and yeah. you see an old lady fall in the street. Mm. And it takes you an hour to sort of get her to her feet and call an ambulance and stuff. But now you're half an hour late for work. Yeah. If you jump back in time to like get to work on time, that lady falls over and hurts herself. So you haven't really done anything. No, 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 no. Or you no. go back even further, make sure she doesn't fall over and then get to work. No, no, no. You just, you deal with the thing. Yeah. And then what happens is, and that's why you have to keep it short. You might not be able to take an hour. I don't know how necessarily it works in this. But, <laughs> but there's like a lady you have this superpower, but I do not. Don't well, there's kind time. of a leeway I reckon of about twenty minutes where you're not disturbing anything. Okay. Yeah, you know, too much. Yeah. That you can sort of use to time travel. Yeah. It's like the dump button at a radio yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've just got that lot of sort of you know. Yeah. The t- space-time continuum stays yeah. stable for let's say seven minutes. Yeah. Exactly. But you've got that seven minutes. And you can use it a few times during the day. Yeah. But you can only use the seven minutes at a time. Yeah. And you so can't you can do cumulative no more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Whatever it is for the day, you can use like, let's say you can use like half an hour, right? Okay. So you get four sevens. Yeah. Essentially a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... This is great. <laughs> four times a day, you can time travel without <laughs> fucking anything. But yeah. if you do it any more than that, that's where the complications arise that you'd need for the point of your narrative that you're going to do. Yeah. Is that the occasions where things get slightly out of whack because he's got a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And as long as he sticks to these rules, everything's fine. You can just use a little bit of time travel in your day-to-day, not to be late at work or to help someone out or to have a few extra minutes. So if that was you, if you had that power, every appointment you had, would you then... So just say you had to go on stage, right? So do you now just time travel to... the the closest possible moment going on stage or do you still want to do your regulation like you get you like to get there 20 minutes early do you still do that or do you just get mentally prepared here and then zap yourself there like you know two minutes before you have to go on stage for me i'd use it to just trim 
the the time your day blows out. Yeah. That's what I'd be using it for. I wouldn't be banking any of it into my day. I'd plan my day as if I did not have the capacity to time travel. But this is the trick, right? Because eventually you start to Get rely bit, on the yeah, fact that you can time travel. Yeah, it just starts getting a bit easier. You're like, I'll, you're like, I'll have extra seven minutes. You don't want to spend seven minutes in the morning yeah. that you could use to time travel later in yeah. the day. I mean, everyone like, has a snooze button. Yeah. Everyone has a snooze button. You've got your own <laughs> yeah, like internal snooze button. Yeah. And you just run in later and each time and you get close to that 30 minutes. And right. You're like, well, fuck. If I tip over by two yeah. minutes, how much can what, that disrupt? What bad this? could happen yeah. while I'm still in bed? Look, I'm standing. Yeah, I'm in yeah. my own house. What bad? <laughs> That's yeah. when you step on a beetle. <laughs> That's the last of a beetle that produces a certain hormone that causes a plant to pollinate, which causes a virus to come out. Two weeks later, everyone's dead. <laughs> everyone's because of you, because you needed an extra fucking two minutes to finish watching the football before you went to your show. Um, okay, so she can jump about anywhere. She soon realizes her time travel has an effect on those around her. Sweet and charming, this film reminds us of who and what is important to value most in life. Yes. Does it? I bet you it doesn't. I don't know. I can't remember what the film is it's about. It's an anime. Imagining but... our new film. Yeah, it's really good. We yeah. should write that down. Um, copyright Tofop. Yeah. I still don't know if that's legally <laughs> binding. Or anything, Probably but... not. Star Trek 2009. Sorry, we won't guess anymore. <laughs> yes, there's more Star Trek. Technically the first film in the reboot series and the 11th film in the franchise overall, J.J. Abrams has upended most limitations by having the crew, having the new films exist in the same Star Trek universe. In other words, the same characters are living in an alternate timeline thanks to the possibilities set up by time travel. While the film may not center on time travel directly, this element is what allows the film to be a success. Uh. That. No. Boo. 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 Can you do an article? Thumbs down. Boo. Um, this is just completely incongruous. Starring an actress whose face displeases you. Uh, oh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, 2004. Romantic comedy. Romantic comedy from 2004 starring Jennifer Garner. Mm, and it's more of a, think more body swap than time travel, but it's time uh. travel. No, don't think big. Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I've seen this film. (laughs) Oh, dear God. What is list? It's horrible. What is it? 13 going on. Oh, I saw that film. That's no good. I must say, perhaps this is the best time travel movie of all. (laughs) Shut up. I'm not even making that up. Started with Donnie Darko and finished with. 13 again. Wow. 13-year-old Jenna gets her greatest wishes fulfilled. Better than Back to the Future? Really? Really? 13-year-old Jenna gets her greatest wishes fulfilled when after some enchanted dust falls on her head in a closet at her birthday party, she wakes up in an apartment as a 30-year-old woman. She has no choice but to quickly learn the ropes of her adult life. Not only is the concept original and fun, it's completely not original and fun. It's not original. Every body swap comedy it's, is this. It's based on... Big. Big. And Big was Freaky Friday. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's, it's not original at all. No. It sheds light on the beauty of savouring childhood innocence and optimism. Does it? In an overly pessimi- pessimistic world. Does it? Mm. I haven't seen it. It sounds like dog shit. <laughs> to be honest with you, no, it's, it's, it's like, going to make my twenty-five list of dog shit. It's a pl- it's a plane movie. It's one of, one of those ones that I just watched on a plane. And look, it's fine, but it's not. 
Um, any good. It's not any good. It shouldn't be making a list of best movies of any kind. The Time Traveler's wife. Even if they were making a list of movies, the best movies that had the age 13 in the title of them, <laughs> I'm not sure it. it would make. Yeah, that Zac Efron, Efron yeah. film would definitely be in there. What's that one? With, is that, that's a 13 film with Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry becomes Zac Efron. Yeah, uh, 13 again. Is that 13 again? Yeah, because no. this was 13 this was going 13 on 30, going so on that's 13, 13 again. Yeah. yeah, okay. This seems like a... Why, how come 13 again didn't make this fucking esteemed list? Apparently it wasn't original enough. This seems like a good time to mention that Rachel McAdams has actually been in four movies about time travel. Can oh. you guess what they are? Uh, uh, We've already talked about... Well, the Tom Cruise one. Them. Eat, Slay, Repeat. No. Isn't she in that? Oh, or is Amy no, Adams in that? that's uh, Emily Blunt. Oh, Emily Blunt's in that. Uh, almost, uh, almost a rapist. No, well, we talked about a Marvel film earlier. Oh, Doctor Magician Man. Yep. Oh, and almost a rapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about a rapist. Yeah. About yeah. a rapist. Uh, she's also been in uh, Midnight in Paris, okay. which is a great time travel film. Yeah. Uh, but she's never in one doing the actual time traveling. Uh, she's never the one doing the actual time traveling. In this film, McAdams plays the titular role, and her husband Eric Banner is stuck in a state where he involuntarily jumps through time, appearing at various moments. In, their life, in the life of his lover. While it may not be everyone's cup of tea, the film's ambition for taking this concept and running with it should be applauded. It's not a list of films that should be applauded for having a go. This is the 25 best time travel films of all time. Yeah, but this, this, we're talking about the time traveler's wife, life, right? yeah. At, le- at least it has time travel in the title. <laughs> like, to me, this one is much better More than, than Planet of the Apes or... Or 13 going 13 on 30. 30. Source Code, 2011. Yeah. Another film following the footsteps of Groundhog Day, our protagonist, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, enters the body of someone new as he attempts to prevent a mass murder attack on a commuter E-train, reliving the incident over again. The film is more, is more for entertainment than anything to think too deeply about, but makes for some good action sequences. Yep, that's all right. In brackets, have not. I bet you they haven't seen it. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, I mean, this list is all, right. all over the place. I don't mind this film. No, I actually quite enjoyed no, it. No, liked it too. Yeah. In an epic X-Men installment, the X-Men join forces with their younger selves in order to change the past and salvage their future. Both time periods come together in order to save the species, all wonderfully brought together through time travel. This arguably made for one of the best X-Men movies of the franchise, and the time travel element really showcases the talent of director Brian Singer, who will never have any distasteful <laughs> allegations put against him. Predestination Have you seen that? Uh, Aussie film With it starring Ethan Hawke Yes Yes Saw it Yes Not bad It's not bad Ethan Hawke shines in Predestination In which he plays an agent Who travels through time In order to stop criminals From going through with their crimes The plot is fairly unpredictable And it's one that will make you think It's a big issue to this writer (laughs) Do you think Whether it makes you think Or or whether it doesn't make you think Close attention to detail will pay off in watching this movie and intricacy often makes for the best time travel films. Here's a bunch of words that don't really fucking have any specific meaning to the thing I'm talking about. Like, I mean, I could... Give me a film, Will. Just give, name me a film. Okay. Um, uh, what about uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is an offshoot from the Harry Potter franchise and why it doesn't contain any time travel. You could say it has the spirit of a time travel film and after all, isn't that what you're looking for with a time travel film and that's why it's on my list. <laughs> well, that was just off the top of my head but that could have been... Don't you reckon? Yes. 
but I, I didn't know if uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them make, will make me think or not, Charlie. <laughs> you didn't cover that up. Uh, okay, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one of our all-time faves. Yes. A goofy but lovable entry. This film has Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters playing floundering high school students. The pair, I mean, do we need from the, everyone knows the plot of like, Bill and Ted's, right? Uh, ba ba The concept may seem ridiculous, <laughs> but the absurdity is what makes it truly great. I mean, that's actually true. It is true. That is true. I mean, again, though, it's like hot tub time, hot tub time machine. I mean, the title kind of yeah, lets you we know. We all get it. We all get we it. All you get love it. hot tub time machine. We get that you're a hot tub time machine truther and that everything always comes back to how underrated hot tub time machine is. It's fucking one of the greatest comedies of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all hear you, mate. Uh, uh, the last film is Primer. 2004. Primer is fucking awesome. Have you seen Primer? Yeah. One of the most impenetrable science fiction it's, films. It's, made for like 10 grand. It's a, actually because this is the one where essentially the. Everyone the, the says, oh, is, this is. Well, if this time travel was actually going to work, this is how it would work. He was in it. Shane Carruth was an engineer. So he yeah, exactly. Broke so he down worked out time travel. Well, All that means he is Shane Carruth was an engineer. So he filled it with impenetrable engineer yeah. jargon, which of course I'm, I'm convinced means nothing, but it sounds good. I, th- I mean, we've had this conversation before, but. If it truly were a demonstration of how time travel worked, he wouldn't have made a film. Yeah. He just would have invented time travel. <laughs> like, no one knows how time travel works. You can't put it in a movie because it's not, it's not a thing that we know how to do. But yes, I have seen this film. I believe sometimes that uh, it, the fact that it's it's pretty heavy going. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be dense. But yes. it's also because it was shot for like 10 grand. It shot on like like video cameras at the time, so 2004. So it looks really rough. And they don't make any attempt to slow things down or explain things to you. They no. literally drop you into a bunch of engineers talking about this thing that they're working on. And you don't even realise it's a time travel film until about halfway through when you're like, oh, hang on. That guy who just walked out of that scene, when he walked into this scene, he seemed different. Is this a time travel film? Right. I've watched it like four times trying to connect the dots because it's essentially about looping time. These guys keep going in and going further back and further back in time and having multiple versions of themselves. But they don't explain that. So you see characters walking in and out of scenes wearing like the same clothes and they're different people, but they don't tell you that they're different people. <laughs> Challenging. <laughs> Shane Carruth's primer definitely is uh, definitely more... I mean, it's a big list when yeah, you've gone from uh, 13 going on 30 <laughs> to, to primer. primer. <laughs> Shane Carruth's primer is definitely uh, more arthouse than virtually any, any other movie about time travel, which is surprising in a way because, as this movie shows, a lot of creativity can be had with a concept. <laughs> what? Oh, my of, God. Of all the things you could say about the movie Primer, that is not one of them. <laughs> The film follows two friends who build a device that unintentionally creates a time loop. Of course, they start out by using this to their advantage, but quickly learn there are catastrophic consequences of tampering with time. It's very refreshing for a time travel film and is worth the watch for anyone desiring something unique. While it's in, this is a little um, footnote or, or, or a postscript. While it seems like there are so many titles on this list, there were also many wonderful ones that couldn't make the list. But in terms of escapism, all time travel movies are pretty great. <laughs> In conclusion, <laughs> since we can't to sum up, all time travel films are pretty great. Uh, I think what we've proved today is that all time travel films are pretty great, and haven't we had a great time? I just want to safe say, travels. 
that time time travel films are bonzeraz. <laughs> time time is great, travel is great, and time travel is doubly great. Great, 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 great. Since we can't really travel through time yet, yet, <laughs> well, maybe Primer will teach us how to do that. Yeah, it's, it's very accurate. I suppose watching movies about it is the next best thing. And look, the author's name is credited at the bottom. I, I feel like we should no, pre- no. protect her. Oh uh, yeah, let's not. Anonym, an, anon, I, anonymous. Anonymous. I'll get this. Anonymous. Anonymous. Let's protect her. Anonymous. Oh. Anonymous. Anonymity. 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 Oh, that's much easier. <laughs> I feel like that softened the blow a little. Yeah, yeah. The idea that you're... Uh, that I'm an idiot. That we're, that we're also idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I can't complain. We got a lot of No, a lot of great content. And probably an idea for a fantastic time travel film. I think ourselves. at least two. And, and to be honest with you, a brilliant breadth yes. of list that, that for us... Like, it was so different to the previous list that we'd read about time travel. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot to be recommended. Yeah, we made fun, but look, it was all in good fun. All we, in good fun. We all we love everyone on this show. Exactly. And we especially love our Patreon subscribers who keep us afloat. Yes. Uh, if you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com forward slash TOFOP. TOFOP. There's T-O-F-O-P. all bonus material on there. There's Q&A videos. There's Fosdyke's artwork. And when exclusive... we say Q&A videos, that's with us. With not, us. Not the TV show not Q&A. T- no, no. We you're going to see links... Jordan Peterson arguing <laughs> with like <laughs> Van Yiannopoulos. <laughs> We've linked those on our Patreon. Uh, no, uh, there's heaps of stuff there, um, uh, the bonus content that we make free to everyone who signs up for any level. Like the more you want to give, the more it helps us out. But of course, just work within your means. Um, we also have... <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> give us money for nothing. Um, we also have a little competition going each week. It's a uh, T-mail. Send us a T-mail. We don't have a name for the segment, but uh, the best one gets a sticker pack sent out to them. Our exclusive sticker packs, only available on Patreon. Yep. Get yourself to Patreon, 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 Patreon. Okay, here we go. Um, right. Let me find it. This is from Rachel. Hey, Will and Charlie. Love the show. Been listening to you guys since your second year, seven years ago. Anyway, as I write this, I think that technically would have been our third year, but... Seven years ago, two thousand seven. We have to be quick. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, as I write this, you guys are talking about not having uh, having to pass waste as a result of absorbing all nutrients, which led me to start thinking about waste management and how much I wish there was a human-like toilet for pets, like a shower base that has a flush system that runs into the main sewer line, thus removing the need to ever have to deal with a beloved pet's waste, unless out walking on days that are not bin night. If a master design and offered you to, if a master of design, if a master of design and offered you to create something that you would do anything for you that made your day to day life, what would you get them to create? That was a long way of asking. It was, yeah, it was. It was a magical invention. <laughs> what do you, you know call, what? I, I actually just like let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about her invention, which yeah. is the the dog toilet. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, but I mean, is it? Doesn't your dog? Junior needs a bit of a walk going before he. Shakes one loose. Well, it's on a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. Shark Tank. (laughs) Uh, P.S. Request for Charlie. If you're ever on the Gold Coast, Brisbane, Byron Bay area, I currently have a TOEFOP Last Supper poster hanging on my stairwell um, at the protest of my partner. (laughs) 
Oh, my oh, God. Oh, boy. However, I have Will's, uh, Will signed it after showing Sydney some six years ago. Would love to have it signed by yourself. Love, Rachel. Okay, um, sure. Um, just leave it somewhere and I'll sign it and then you can come get it. <laughs> but I'm not going around to where some angry fucking boyfriend or yeah, that's true. That's husband is like, so you're the guy idea. who's destroying the <laughs> look Bro, of my house. guy? Yeah. See the guy from the poster? Uh, Anthony writes in, uh, hey boys, absolutely love all your content you provide to us over the years. I have two questions I'd love to ask you, please. Number one, do you ever see a time that Glass House would be rebooted and if so... Who would your fellow hosts be? I love the way he's put me in. Like I have a say in this. Yeah, well, I had nothing to do with the glass. Uh, well, I I did, but um, well, if it's going to be rebooted, it, like, does that mean completely rebooted? Like, or do you, you can have a mentor role? <laughs> um, well, Corinne's a lawyer now, so right. uh, I, I imagine that she probably wouldn't. Uh, want to come back to the grubby world of well, making jokes. I think what he's saying is reboot Glass House, but with us as hosts, I think he's oh, saying. Oh, with us so, as so hosts. Just say, just say it's like Tofop, the TV show, Okay, Glass I House. understand. Oh, and who well, that's be, okay. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean... We, we have co-hosts, but then if it's Tofop... No, it would just be us. It'd be yeah. us. <laughs> Ramona. Well, Ramona and Winnie. Ramona's here at the moment. Church. That'd be, yeah, all well, the animals. Well, we why don't we get the puppet versions of our animals, like Aussie Ostrich. We'll be like old school hey hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second question, Chuck, I know you love to produce. Is there one Aussie sitcom past or present that you'd love to be a new character or reboot character? Um, uh, Aussie sitcom, I'd love to do like Get Kraken or something. I love yeah. that show. Oh, you'd be great on Get Kraken. I know, Kate. Bloody, she's I been, I've, I've put though. Kate and stuff. I think they're done. I don't They'll think do they're making new. it anymore. They'll do something new. When they, when they need some oh, well, real next, top shelf talent. next yeah. Get Kraken. <laughs> yeah, they're working up to me. I got to say, because you know, I, I don't act. But I'd be always very happy to do something on something like that. Yeah. Like if someone asked me out of the blue. Well, like, if you played yourself, get, you could play yourself yeah. on Get Crack. Or a Get Crack. Yeah. If they just needed me for like a one joke sort of thing where it yeah. was just like literally this joke is your expense and yeah. we need you for one yeah. line. Yeah. They're going to say we've got uh, Adam Hills on the yeah. panel and then just cut to you looking yeah. bewildered and then cut away. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Love to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> happy to take a day out of my schedule to make that happen. Uh, you boys are bloody awesome. Uh, and if you find it in giant hearts to find me deserving of a sticker, I just love that. Yep, you win. Okay, thanks, Anthony. You're the winner this week. That's uh, Tofop. Uh, Will, you've got shows. I do. It's called uh, Will Informed, and it's on in about an hour from now. So I really have to do this quickly. <laughs> Hopefully, you can awesome. leap through time and appear just <laughs> so, five yeah, minutes we have to no, go no, stage. Seriously, that seven minutes would be really handy right now. <laughs> so, um, uh, also, it's on for the next two weeks at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. What I would say is don't wait until the last week because. Shows are selling out pretty quick now over the next two weeks, and the show's good now. And so, we'd also like to give a plug to James Fosdyke. Oh, yeah, definitely go and see James Fosdyke. Cheeky Fosdyke's. boy at Lamington yep. Drive, 52 Bud Street yep. in Collingwood. Hang on, are people hearing that? When are we? Did we Wednesday. decide we've. Do we put, did we put the Fosdyke one up? Or are we I don't know up? yet. Okay, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Go and see jo James Fosdyke's awesome exhibition. We've got an episode we did live with him that you may have heard already or you may not have heard already. It'll be uh, coming out here at some stage. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, my and show's we'll, on for two weeks. Go and see Justin's show. It's really great. Yeah, the talk we did with James, we've recorded. So we'll yes. be putting that on the Patreon. So that's another reason to sign up for Patreon. Yes. Do that. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.